0: This is a Radio One
1: ninety-one FM podcast. Right now, I'm joined by Craig Cliff, the Net Zero Car, uh, the Net Carbon Zero Program Manager here at Otago University. At the Craig, Morning, and Jamie, how are we doing today? Yeah, good, good, good. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, now, work began during the first uh, lockdown in 2020. Now, this is before you took up the role um, as the program manager, uh, but to, it started at that time to expand the scope of the emissions that you measure. This includes, uh, you know, included business travel, um, you know, commuters, uh, staff commuting. Um, and in 2021, expand it expanded again. Um, so I guess that's when you were there. That, and we're looking now at student travel, air travel, and how they commute around the city. Um, it covers all of, and, and expanding to cover all of Otago's New Zealand campuses. The first big question, I guess, is um, the data collected, is it going to be sort of redundant given that large for large parts of the collecting time um international travel hasn't has been off the cards student travel has been impacted by distance learning um and surely power consumption has been down um if we look back at 2019 long-haul flights were the biggest emitters for otago university so if those figures aren't going to be in for the last three years are those three years kind of capturing that information kind of pointless in a, in, in, not not in all ways um, because I'm sure you're still using um, carbon in, in uh, other ways around the campus that will be equal to previous years or years going forward but is a lot of that data kind of going to be redundant? Uh, it's a really interesting question and
0: I think um, your first point is there's a pre-pandemic post-pandemic kind of break in, yeah. in our emissions um, so 2019 measuring that is really really useful to see what it was like in in the bad old days and where we don't want to get back to. Um, The arrival of the pandemic and from March 2020 onwards, you know, it's much more difficult to fly internationally. Um, 2021, we had Auckland off limits for a big part of of that year as well. Um, So we've seen um, just our business travel, um, that's flights as well as accommodation and all of that, that decline. Uh, 2019 to 2020 that dropped over 10,000 tonnes of CO2 Um, and what we've said we've we've taken the opportunity to go through with the university senior leadership and university council and say well actually where do we want to get back to and we think that there needs to be more travel than there was during the pandemic to kind of deliver on our the reason the university exists Mm, all those strategic imperatives but we can't go back to the 12,000 tonnes that we did it in 2019 and years before, so um, they've actually agreed on a, on setting a ceiling at five and a half thousand tons. So that's less than half of what it used to be, yeah. But it's more than what, what it was has been in the last two years. So it's learning the lessons from the pandemic, all the things um, around you know, online and hybrid um, ways of connecting and conferencing, um, and supporting staff um, to be able to choose those options. Um, looking at ways to, to stack travel. Um, so instead of going to Europe three times a year or, or, or once every year, can you put that together into one trip? Yeah. Um, maybe combine some research and study leave over there and, and be really mindful about the way that we're travelling because we've only got so much carbon left we can burn yeah. um, to keep the, the, the earth habitable. Um, so we really need to be mindful about that.
1: Um, is some of that travel though? If you're going to, ca- ha- you're going to have a cap like that, um, and you're going to explore other ways of of doing doing things, like you said, like online conferencing and and, and whatnot. But does that also include carbon capture?
0: Um, so we're also looking at yeah for those um, emissions that we've said um, we um, we're delivering good value with those emissions. You know, yeah. with that five and a half thousand tons. So. Th- we're not going to be able to get down to zero. So what do we do to offset that? So Mm. we're looking at, um, we're negotiating a a carbon um, project, a native reforestation project, building on research that um, the university's been involved with, with a a landholder for a number of years, so through botany and surveying and and geography, and saying, how do we um, invest some more money to really give um, that engine room that's already there a bit of a kickstart, let nature do its job, suck in that carbon, and kind of... um, I do a solid in terms of the environment and sucking in the carbon that we're putting out in this in this other way.
1: Well, in terms of um, public entities uh, and land holdings, Tugger University is the fifth largest in the country. So uh, the campus space I think is about forty-five hectares. Um, the university owns around nineteen thousand hectares. How much of that has been pl- has been planted or is earmarked for planting? Uh, in terms of natural for- forests um, Are we looking at just natural Or is the university planting pine Which isn't so great But um, There is upsides to pine in terms of uh, Making money at the end yeah. of the road So I mean how, how much of, of The university land is, is used now For carbon storage Yeah that's a good question so at the moment we don't Factor
0: in any of the trees growing On any of our land a lot of the, the, the Land holdings tied up in endowment land Which we lease out um, to run as farms, yeah, yeah, um, and some of those places of the country is pretty dry, and it's a pretty hard scrabble existence to kind of run sheep and beef. Um, so we're we're wanting to work with with those leaseholders to look at ways to kind of diversify, um, and that might be um, carbon farming as well as forestry. Yeah, um, but that's a sort of a separate part to, um, I guess, the the focus of. Um, you know our carbon accounting equation. So this the, the project that I talked about before is on land somebody else owns. Okay. Um, and that's um, exclusively going to be native regeneration. Um, thinking about like our our co pupper as a university, um, and um, you know wanting to try and not just get. tunnel vision for carbon and tunnel vision for the climate but think more broadly about biodiversity, water quality, soil erosion, um, community amenity and all those sorts of things. It's like native regeneration stacks up whereas um, just a monoculture of pine doesn't Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and the fact that we're a research institution, we've got people like I mentioned in Botany researching the best way to regenerate native forest, why wouldn't we focus there?
1: yeah totally it's a great botany department Um, right coal of course has been a way that uh, the University of Otago has uh, heated um, departments in the past Um, the energy centre down the road people will drive past it on um, Castle Street uh, plays a big role in terms of heating into uh, the university plus there's there's been coal fired boilers um, in different areas on campus and outside of campus so how is coal looking in terms of Otago's future now or or even present
0: yeah so we've set the target of getting rid of the last lump of coal from our inventory by the end of this year yeah Um, the big gains that we made so in um, 2020 we saw um, a big drop in our coal use because of the district energy scheme so the boiler that was feeding um, the energy to this campus um, was coal fired and it's moved to wood fired Um, so that makes a really big difference in terms of the carbon emissions Um, the emissions there was a boiler at Arana College that was coal-fired up until the summer. This summer, we've mm-hmm. converted that again to wood pellets, um, and um, so that's the the last use of coal in and, and Dunedin. We also had a, a boiler out at the research farm in Tyree, but um, that's been decommissioned. So, Dunedin, um, I'm I'm pleased to say that we're not. Um, we shouldn't be burning any coal. I'd have to kind of go around and look for smudges on everyone's fingers. But um, <laughs> the, the last last bit of coal um, on our um, on our records is in Invercargill at the College of Education there. So we're yeah. just looking at hopefully um, we're scoping up a project to convert that to um, electrically heated with heat pumps oh. um, at the moment. Um, and again, that's going to going be um, a- another another win for the climate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um, we're looking at past spaces or present spaces there. What about future spaces? I mean, we're building a new College of Residence now. Um, there's always building going on on campus, uh, whether it's retrofitting buildings, um, upgrading buildings or building new buildings. So what is the focus in terms of um, carbon impact from, from those buildings, um, heating and things like that? Where do you, uh, what are you looking at doing for, for new buildings yeah. in the future?
0: There's two main focuses. The first is on the operational side, which we do capture in our reporting, so all the energy usage to heat and light and run all your appliances. Um, and you know the universities um, committing that all of our, our our new builds will be five star Green Star, and that drives you to look at all of these 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 aspects. Um, a really good example is the the new building that we're building in our Christchurch campus. So it's mm-hmm. re- really big, um, and that will be five star Green Star, um, and that the heating solution there is an aquifer sourced heat pump which is using all the the stored heat below the earth Um, really efficient way of running it really low carbon um, and so it's really great to bring those disciplines into the the design process and the build process and really think things through whole of life so the other side is obviously the, the materials that we use um, or people talk about embodied carbon so all of the the fossil fuels that were burnt to, to make the steel yeah make the cladding and, and those sorts of things um and we're, we're working with our suppliers um, you know the design teams to to you know asking them the question so what uh, what are our options here around the structure so the framing steel frame versus um, an engineered timber what does that mean in terms of carbon there's not really a consensus about how you report on all of that yet whether mm. there's a so we've finished Tirangi Hero Hira, Hero College, we have a number for the embodied carbon. Do we recognise all of that in the year that it's completed and you've got the, you got look really bad in one year, or do you smooth that out the way that you kind of depreciate the value of a building? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. not a consensus there, but I think we're in a good place as a university, you know, with our business school and things to look at like what's the best approach and to kind of show some leadership there.
1: What about the fleet? The university's fleet yeah uh, there's plenty of vehicles around yep. um is that likely to get an upgrade in the next few years is is that upgrade uh, begun look you know looking at um, hybrid vehicles looking at electric vehicles
0: absolutely so we've we've worked through we looked at all of the um, on in the budgets where any department had um, a vehicle purchase in there and we 've gone through sort of um Purchase by purchase, looking at where there was opportunities to move away from an internal combustion engine vehicle to um, an EV, first of all, and if not, to a hybrid. Yeah. Um, and we're working with people like Eka who pro- can provide some f- um, funding support as well to make that happen. Uh, we've got a, a, de- a decarbonisation fund um, that we have now, which is $5.5 million over the next couple of years, that we can use to... Kind of break some of these behaviours. So the budgets were set based on the cost of buying a petrol vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And EVs a bit more well is, is more expensive up front at the moment, but when you look over a five year period, they actually come out pretty similar because of the running costs are lower and you know cost of petrol and all those sorts I of things.
1: I would say it was even quicker than five years. I've got a hybrid, and uh, the the money I am saving compared to what I you know was spending with my petrol oil. car is phenomenal. Uh, it's crazy, and uh, an electric vehicle. Even more so.
0: Yeah, well, I've got an e bike, so it's even, it's even yeah. better. It's oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. 16 cents a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it's those sorts of things. So that's another topic, you know, how do we commute to campus staff and students? How yeah. do we get around? Um, we've got a workplace travel planning coordinator that started at the start of this year that works across the university, the DHB, and the city council. Yeah. So it's really cool just to have um, share a resource for anything between those three big employers. So that we have a lot of people who are commuting to those three places of work, and they obviously the City Council controls a few levers that we don't. We're working with the ORC as well, who yeah, run the right. buses. Um, and how do we support people? It's not about getting everyone out of their car and onto a bike 24-7, like no. every day of the week. No, there's
1: carpooling, but public there's, transport, that kind like, of thing. Like,
0: how do we support people to be confident to use multiple modes? Yeah. Like on a day that's a nice day like today, you know, maybe if you're... You've got your bag ready, and you can walk on a nice day. That's awesome, and we should celebrate that. But on the day that you've got to pick your kids up and take them to <laughs> the Edgar Centre or whatever, like we've got to acknowledge that people have different circumstances, and that's like, I think one of the big things about this is th- thinking about the concept of equity, right? Yeah, everyone's totally. in a different space. Yeah. Not everyone can exactly. afford an EV or a hybrid. Exactly. Tomorrow. Oh so,
1: yeah, I'm paying through the teeth per week for my uh, for my hybrid. Um, but you never bring up Edgar Centre in my presence, please, Craig. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about Oh, foots all night oh god it uh, is an actual nightmare so what are cut kind of some of the challenges to getting to net zero and just recording all this data um you know do you have pushback from certain departments uh what's going on?
0: um yeah, definitely the data it's it's the driest part of the of job. It's the, hard, it's the least interesting thing to talk about, so I won't linger on it. But it is, you know, there, there's some things where um, we get, have less information than others. So, air travel, right, we get really good information out of the travel yeah, agents, yeah. but sometimes staff will book it through their um, purchase card or get get that reimbursed. And so, we don't have great data there. Yeah. There's examples like that. Thankfully, um, you know, the vast majority of all of our air travel does go through our travel agents, so it's not something to kind of keep you up at night. Um, but there's lots of work on, um, to, to get better at data. The challenges isn't actually the reduction. That's the, the important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some of it involves behaviour change, so how we commute to campus. Um, you know, it does involve um, you know, approvers of funding, uh, approvers of the travel plans for our staff, mm-hmm. um, having to kind of hold the line. Because not everybody's going to be, you know, completely on board and singing from the same song sheet. And yeah. some people, you know, it's a. We're starting to have these conversations um, and this month, um, and we've got a session tomorrow, sort of a Zoom drop-in session for anyone who wants to talk about air travel. And there'll yeah. be people all over the spectrum. Some who say we haven't gone far enough. Some who say we're moving too far too quickly. Yeah. Um, and how do we kind of bring the. Um, individual circumstances in line with these big sort of institution-wide targets so it's a really interesting time
1: yeah i remember there was a bit of pushback on keep cups and getting rid of takeaway cups mm. and things like that just small little movements like that right yeah a-
0: and that's a really good example of one where um there was a bit of hump to get over yeah but even then it wasn't plain sailing because covid comes in and you've got the takeaway <laughs> you know the that all of those sort of health and safety issues. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. And that's with right.
0: the the Omicron outbreak in colleges, we had a whole bunch of like um, health and safety equipment and single serve packaging, the butter and mm. the little tubs and those sorts of things. Because you know you've got all these factors you need to balance. Carbon's only ever one part of the equation, right? Yeah. And, and waste and all of those sorts of things. You've still got health and safety. You still want to, you know, the lecture theatres need to be comfortable, well ventilated, light, all of those sorts of things. So it's not like saying. Like the best way to zero carbon is to shut the university, right? Yep. They have no lights on in the lecture theaters. <laughs> but it's, it's not it's not delivering great outcomes. We're just going to push those emissions somewhere else. They're all going to go to a different university, and they might not be doing as good a job as what we can do. So it's we do have to own... Um, uh, it's the emissions that we can't avoid at the moment and we're really hard to get rid of the ones that we can.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, so the talk is today, your, your um, seminar is today from 1 through to 2pm. Uh, it's online? Yeah. Yep, so if people want to find it, they can jump on the otago.ac.nz website. Just look up Otago University Events. It's the easiest way. Uh, it's the first event that will come up. There's a Zoom link there with the password and you can watch that online. Uh, anywhere in the comfort of your own home. You don't have to travel anywhere, create any emissions, and you can, feel yeah, good. Yeah,
0: we won't record if you boil your kettle. That's that's your responsibility. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. In your coal fired house. Um, hey, thank you so much for coming in today. No pleasure. An absolute pleasure. It- Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.